Hey guys, and welcome back to the Barrel Horse Life podcast. Before we get started, I want to talk to you real quick about the BarrelHorseLife.store. Our store offers super comfy shirts and hoodies and tank tops, all sorts of good stuff, with custom made-to-order colors and sizing that you get to choose. So you choose your size, the color, everything. Whatever you want, it can be made. Lots of gray shirts with sayings like, humble and gritty, dibs on the roper, kind of cute, kind of ranchy. Click your way on over to the barrelhorselife.store and check it out for yourself. I have hundreds of options of sizings, colors, and designs to choose from. If you need something special, say you got a clinic or something coming up you need a shirt made for, no problem. Shoot me an email and I can be sure to make that for you at no extra cost. In today's episode, I got to chat with someone unlike anyone I know. She legitly talks to animals. I know, I know, I know, you're already rolling your eyes. But I have personally talked to her three times. I've made three appointments for separate horses and had her talk to them. And the things that she told me, I have never talked about on social media. I didn't know that we had issues until after I talked to her and then I got x-rays. And some of the things that she mentioned were things that my farrier and I have talked about in private. There's no way, I mean, no way she could have known those things. And she was spot freaking on. I'm going to let you be the judge yourself. I'm just telling you, it's cheaper than a vet bill. (laughs) Heck, it's even cheaper than a tank of fuel at this point, but let's not get going on that. I'm Amy Davenport, and this is the Barrel Horse Life Podcast. Today's episode, Kathleen Daigle, right after the break. This podcast is brought to you by WOCO, a nutrition and fitness training program designed to help you reach your goals inside and outside of the arena. To find out if you are a good fit for the program, go to WOCO.com. That's W-H-O-A-A-C-O.com. When I went through Jamie's program myself, I gained way more than I bargained for. In our first sessions together, Jamie asked me, what's your goal? And I said, girl, I just want to fit back into my gosh dang skinny jeans again. And that's truly no joke. Jamie's program taught me that confidence in myself will progress back into confidence in the saddle. Teaching me how to correctly feed my hunger cues led to way better eating habits. And then those better eating habits led me to fitting back into my gosh dang pants again. And let me tell you, the confidence that I gained fitting back into those skinny jeans at my first barrel race was a damn good feeling. Jamie's a registered dietitian, and she's also an accomplished 1D barrel racer herself, so she totally gets it. Head on over to woco.com and use my code AMY10, that's W-H-O-A-A-C-O.com, and use my code for any service. Hey guys, it's Amy. I want to tell you a little something. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you have horses. Maybe not barrel racing horses. You might just have the backyard pet, but either way, they're our best friends. And performance horses are athletes, and we ask a lot of them. Draw It Out is an all-natural topical liniment that removes heat, inflammation, and soreness anywhere on your horse's body. You can put it under wraps, saddle pads, even blankets. I mean, there's nothing on the market that's like this. 
It's completely safe, 100% natural, and it's super convenient to use. I keep it in the barn, in the trailer. Heck, I even keep it in the house. Their deep penetrating formula is completely sensation free. So it goes on your horses gently with zero heating, zero cooling, and no tingling effects. You guys, that means there's no burns and no blistering with this products on our best friends. That's huge. I never leave home without their concentrate spray and gel. And in the summertime, their citroquin bug spray is the real deal. It actually works. Their new master mud poultice and ice bath are essential when competing and hauling down the road. Truly, keeping down as much inflammation as possible is key to the 1D. Click your way on over to LonePrairiePHS.com, that's LonePrairiePHS.com, and enter code AMY10 in the checkout. Let's keep our animals competing at the top of their game. Today with us on the show, we have Kathleen Daigal. Wait. I pronounce your name wrong. How do you pronounce your name? Do you want me to pronounce it in French or in English? <laughs> Both, because in your French, accent is amazing. <laughs> so in French, it's Kathleen Daig, but everyone here calls me Kathleen Daigle, you know. Daigle, yeah. very good. So, so you speak pretty fluent French, correct? Yes. Great. Yes. Well, your your English is very well, so I, I do give you kudos yes. for that. I've talked to you several times, and you always say that you're hard to understand, and I do not think you're hard to understand. <laughs> okay. So, oh, thank uh, you, but I, I'm really trying, and <laughs> I'm doing my best, but I'm getting better. I'm really getting better. Yeah. Good. So I want you to start off the conversation and explain what you do and what, what is your gift, and how did you come about it? Like I said, I've been more friends, so I'm from... Quebec, Canada, and in Quebec we speak more French than English, so that's why I have that big accent. Um, I'm an animal communicator, so, and what I like to say is like, I'm not a psychic, okay? I'm really, I just translate what the animals say. I'm working like 90% more of the time with horses than other animals, but I'm doing all of it. That's what I'm doing, and I'm I'm doing it to help the animals, but to help the owner or the riders too. Sometimes just to have a better connection with the animals, or to find to understand them if they have a problem or if they have something that is not right with them, or what they like, what they don't, they, things like that. So I just translate the conversation between the owner or the riders between them and the horses. So that's what I'm doing. You know, at the start, I have some trouble to say that I have a gift, you know. But for me, since I was very young, uh, I feel, I always felt different things around me. So even, and before, like, I, I did I was not able to say, oh, I'm feeling the animals or I'm feeling other things around me because it was natural i don't know if that makes sense yeah yeah. so i i didn't i didn't have to ask questions and feel that i was different from the others because for me it was something natural Uh, and then when i grew up a little bit more uh i was at the start i was more on people to tell them and i was at I was more like helping people, and I was uh, a teacher too. I was a teacher for 23 years. 
But I was really feeling uh, like the other pe- pers- people, not person, person, because in French, person, we just add an S. <laughs> it's the same. So I was helping the other people, and uh, I was doing massage massage therapy too and was a, when I was connect on the people I was able to feel what you know why they are pain or things like that and just express it and that was helping them but uh, I stopped everything because I was not I didn't it's not that I didn't like it but during that time of my life I was because a lot of people were like you know, uh, saying that I was a witch or things like that, and I didn't like it, and I didn't accept who I was, if that makes sense. So yeah. I had to work a lot on myself, and then um, I did the, the communication more with the animals, but I was doing it with the horse for my friends, only with for my friends, and I was helping all my friends that were around me, but I didn't say nothing, you know, at large. Uh, so in Quebec, I, I was hearing all the horses saying, like, sometimes, you know, oh, tell that woman that I, she, tell my owner, you know, that what she's doing on me, I don't like it, or I don't like that bit, or she gives me that, and that gives me, like, insert or things like that. But she was doing it because her friend gave that to a horse, and it worked on a horse, but... Uh, you know, on the, some other horse, but on that horse, it was not good. But I was shy, and I, I, was, I was not feeling that I have the right to say, hey, your horse is not happy. So what I did, I started a business in Quebec, like, uh, and it's called, like, Vision Cheval, so it's in French. But I was doing, like, interview with professionals, like, like trainer or veterinary or things like that, you ask them questions and to give the right information because I didn't want to say that I was feeling and knowing what the horse was were telling me. So that's how it starts more, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, but then uh, I went uh, in Florida with some friends to be there, like maybe for two months. Over there, it didn't go well all the time. And then everything that I was doing is done for my business. Everything shut down. So I just put a message on Facebook because one of my friends said, hey, it's time now that you say out loud to everyone that what you are doing with the animals. I'm like, you kidding me? I cannot. She, and I, I was afraid that everyone, what they will say. So I'm like, oh, okay, have nothing to lose anyway. So I did a message on Facebook. I'm like, hey. I'm doing animal communication, so if you want me to do it, like, send me by messenger a picture of your horse and the name and everything, and that's how it starts. And um, in one week, I think I did more than 100 horses. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. I just did horses and talked with horses. So, and after that, uh, like, one, two weeks after I came back home, and it never stopped. So, and even after that, I closed my business and I started doing it for full time. So, yeah, it was just meant to be. And, you know, I always say when God um, you or gives you something or wants you to be on one place to help the others or 
to do what you are supposed to do. Everything like go on that way, and that's what happened for me. So, and I was doing it just in Canada, but then uh, one there was some girl from USA that they were coming to the rodeo up there, and there's one that she has trouble with her horse, and one of my friends told her like to call me. And then she called me, and then she gave my name to others and whatever. And and then they said, "Hey, you need to go to the BFA." So I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I decide to take my truck and trailer. I bring my dog with me and my little things. I came down here, and uh, I never left. So yeah, so it's been like three years that I'm in the USA right now, and I'm doing it full time. <laughs> And so, yeah. what what was that like when you went to the BFA? Because I can only imagine. So, do the horses talk to you when you're around that many horses? What what's it like? Uh, I would say, just imagine you're going to uh, a concert show, okay, and you're walking with your friends, and you hear all those other people talking all the time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like that for me. And, and uh, or sometimes they don't necessarily talk all the time, but I feel them. So I, I can just walk outside of, because for me, like I always say, when the horse has pain, they don't say, oh, my shoulder hurts or my outside. The way that I'm feeling their pain, it's really like if I'm in the horse. So I'm feeling it directly on me. Even sometimes I can walk and just cross a horse and the horse like, send me that alarm and I feel like for me it will be my knee but it's the hawk of the horse and there are some that when they have really a lot of pain I can like have trouble to walk and I like to you know and I cannot I'm not saying that all the time to every you know to the owner or whatever because I I don't feel that I might have the right to Hey, uh, your horse is not feeling good all the time, but I'm trying, you know. But my friends, uh, they are very close with me. You know, they know me and they know my face and they look at me, okay, what's wrong? I'm like, no, nothing. <laughs> nothing that's good, that's good. I'm trying to not to let it show because it's not easy all the time. But, yeah, so uh, that's why when I'm around with a lot of animals, sometimes I get I'm more tired, but I'm getting better or to feel it and don't let it like take my energy, if we can say that, or not feeling drained. When you communicate with animals, so I have to say with my own personal experience, I know I've, I've interacted with you a few times with my animals and I was, I'll be honest, I was super skeptical you know, the first time we talked, I thought, all right, this la- how is this lady going to do this? And, you know, we're talking over the phone. She's just doing it with a picture. I, I don't know. I th- you know, at this point, I had nothing to lose. I made an appointment with you, and within the first three minutes of the conversation, you pinpointed, exi- like, the first thing that my horse told you was what I was calling about which was his right front foot. And I, and I mean to tell you, I had never put it on social media. I had never talked to anybody about it except for my vet and my farrier because he's the one that noticed it. And there is no way you could have known that. So from the first you know, few minutes of our conversation, my mind was blown. And I'm not the only one that I know I've talked to 
probably at least 10 other people that have talked to you and interacted with you as well. And they've had the same experiences and it was just mind blowing. So I would tell everybody I knew, hey, I talked to this animal communicator and she was spot on about my horse. She helped me figure out what was wrong with him. And people look at you real funny when you say that. Because <laughs> they, yeah, <laughs> they have no clue so, what's so going I, on. So I think how they, they look at me and they think <laughs> I'm funny too. <laughs> oh my God, it's funny. Uh, now, um, how it works with with just that picture, and I'm always free because, and, and when I, I talk with, I call for the first time, I always say too that I can be wrong. But the only thing is, you know, I put no doubt on what I receive on the horse. Like the way that it works for me, because I think that it's different for maybe other animal communicator or whatever. I don't know how they're doing it. But for me, I really like to say that I connect to my belly, to my soul, and it's soul to soul. So, and I, when I connect with the horse, I look at their picture and I present myself. There are some that they want to talk. There are some that they like, screw you, I will use that word. Can I use it? Like, mm-hmm. go away, not to say the other word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or there's really some that they have nothing to say. Um, when I connect, with, I, I present myself. And there are some that I really have to be very more calm and just stay there and let them come to me and during that time that take more time because i don't want to press them and i just try to explain them that i'm there to help them uh, i'm there to help you the 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 owner or the rider to be better for them because the everyone that call me very often you know mm-hmm. yeah i know that there are some that they call me just me, but then the majority of the people that calling me, it's more because they want to be better for the animal and with the animal, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm telling them to the horse, and I, the horse really wants that connection with the human. I would say like almost 95% of the horses they like to, they want to do their job, they want to be good, and they want to please. So, and sometimes when a horse is not working good or doing something wrong, it's because there's something wrong physically or sometimes it's mentally too that, that they cannot do it, they cannot pass through it. So that's when I'm there to help them, if that makes sense. So, and when a horse, like from, for the feeling it like uh, just imagine it's like if I have tennis ball in my both hands and when it's like the front feet it's my hand so and when it's the coffee ball oh my god I'm feeling the pressure inside of my hand it's so painful but at the start you know I didn't know that it was the coffee but it's because I'm working right now with six vets and some Cairo and five uh, Cairo now and some Ferrier too. And it's them or there's some owner too that they help me because when I explain them what I'm feeling, you know, so after that they look at the horse and they explain me what it is. They told me like, okay, you know, Kathleen, when you were, you were feeling that, 
it's the corpus. Or when you're feeling that, it's the the SI or the wall bone or the cycle, that, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, or when I'm feeling something on the back, sometimes I'm feeling like the vertebra, but I'm not sure, so I have the force to move, and it's like when I'm moving, I'm feeling the pressure. So, and there's some caro that they, they explain me, oh, they have the rib down there that is out. So, when I'm feeling that out, you know, that helps me. And now I'm working, too, with, you know, um, uh, two other person like, Tasha, well, she has the acuscope, and when I'm feeling something, that I like it because she put like the machine, <laughs> and she can read like it's very low. And even if the owner said, "But my my heart is sound there," <laughs> you know, but we put the machine where I feel the pain, and we can see the number that they are more low than other places. And uh, I'm, I'm working too with uh, my daughter that she massaged the horse to. And uh, so when I'm feeling something, I explain her, and you can feel the horse when she releases that tension. Oh, my God, that, you know, he has a reaction or something like that. So that's pretty cool, you know. And I, that's how I learn about more about I'm really not a vet or whatever. It's more that more than I'm working with people. Or there's some, like, EPM. You know, at the start, I didn't know what it was. I was just feeling something wrong, and I was just, sorry, feeling the right side of the horse and I cannot explain what it was and or they are like, I cannot control my back and I cannot so during that time, sending that to the vet with the owner and then they explain me what it is so, so what it was so now when I connect on the horse and I feel those things and I'm I'm always saying, I'm not a vet I'm not telling you that the horse your horse has EPM or or whatever, I'm just feeling that. So so just be careful or go to your vet and then do something with that. Yeah, and that's one thing that the very first time we had chatted, you had told me about that my horse was really, I believe you said he was really strong on the right side. He was very kind of one-sided. And we had, you had told me about EPM, and that's something I had never really talked about or even thought about with my, with my horse. And sure enough, he, I ended up treating him for it and he's, he's a whole new horse. I couldn't believe the difference. And, you know, here living in the Midwest, we have EPM. It's very, very prevalent in our area. And I think it affects a lot more horses than what we realize. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And the EPM is even, (laughs) I have some vet that they call me and Kathleen, can you look at that horse? Because we cannot find nothing and whatever. So can you just look if it's possible that that horse has EPM because we make the test and they cannot find it and they are not sure. So, and if I have a doubt, they said, okay, we will treat it. But if I don't, I'm feeling, no, it's not that or is there something else. So we we work together. So that's, I'm feeling grateful for like all the vets and everyone that are have that open mind to work with me, you know, and they don't think that I'm crazy all the time. <laughs> so uh, when I'm feeling something, they really take time to look at the horse and after that to call me back like, you are right, we did that and that changed all the horse or it was, you know, so they explained me what it was. I, Whenever I went to my vet and I explained to him, the first thing I said was, now you're going to think I'm crazy, but... <laughs> 
I talked to an animal communicator and she talked to my horse and I think he has EPM. And of course the looks they give you, they just look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> well, then he said, you know, <laughs> we, we can test for it, but we went over the options and what it would take. I thought to myself on the way home from that vet's, from that vet appointment, it is way cheaper and easier just to call Kathleen and have her talk to your horse. And I'm not saying you, that you can diagnose anything, but for you to say, no, no, this, no. Is, this is what your horse is telling me, you can take this information and go to your vet. That was so much easier than it's like, it's just a guessing game sometimes because horses can't talk, but they can to mm-hmm. you. You're like the cheapest vet bill. That's the way I thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And, you know, I always say that when I can help, you know, and my goal is helping the animals to feel better, to be better, so and to be their voice. So, yeah. It's it's almost the same. Like my mom and dad come down here to visit me. I need to translate what the American told them and what they want to say. (laughs) And I'm doing the same thing, but with the animals. (laughs) Speaking of voices, Mm -hmm. one question that I I thought of, do the horses have different voices? Do they sound different whenever they talk to you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, ma'am, I need to tell you something. Okay, I did a horse in person, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, not in person, sorry. I did it uh, first time by the with the picture. But when I got, I, I was going in, I don't remember, but it was in Guthrie. I remember I arrived in Guthrie and that woman was there, so I was supposed to call her. But then, she, so I decided to go see her and explain her what I saw and talk to her horse at the same time. <laughs> but that horse, when I connect on him, he almost had like a, a girl voice. I would say like a gay voice. <laughs> that mean a voice. But that horse, he was huge. Like 16, 162. He was so big. But wow. he has that a voice. And was like, I was, and I start laughing. I'm like, to the, the the owner, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I'm not laughing at your horse. It's just because he has that little voice. <laughs> and, you know, when I talked with him, he was more like, a little bit like a drama queen, okay? It was really drama queen. <laughs> so his voice did not match his body yeah, at all. Not at all. But then she said, yeah, he's such a drama queen anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, and he has the same voice. So it was funny. So it was very funny. And there's, there's, yeah, there's different voice, but there's some that they talk, and sometimes they just show me image. So I need to be, when it's more image, and I'm just feeling like I'm telling you, it's like if I'm in the horse. So they show me like they are doing different things than turn around or turn around and, and go there and I'm feeling like the wind or things like that on them and that they stress a little bit more or I'm feeling the rider asking something like with the ribs and they don't understand. So I need to explain, okay, your horse show me an exercise, but it's like I'm in the horse and I'm doing it. So they don't explain me they just make me feel it or they show me image sometimes like that so for me sometimes it's more hard to explain but yeah 
usually people are very like good with me and let me try to explain them and then from that they like no I'm not doing it I'm not doing it but then oh, oh my god yes like two weeks ago something like that I said I'm like okay that stress your voice that that I don't that it's not necessarily an exercise but when you bring her there or when you did that thing with her oh my god she just showed me that she was so stressed and everything but she didn't know what was going on And so for me, it's hard sometimes to explain, to put words on it. I just mm-hmm. need to explain it more. When you talk to, say, like, stallions, do they tend to come off as more as more aggressive conversations? No. You know who's the worst? It's the mare. <laughs> I'm not surprised a bit. Oh, my God. That they're so that they are very, like, they're, they're, they are bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> resting mare face absolutely they are marish they yeah. and and i have some that when i like i get up very early in the morning and that's when i like to because before i'm doing my phone call you know i look at to all my horses that i have to do during the day and um And I like to do it like when it's quiet and I know that probably at home it's quiet too for them. So I'm get up very early in the morning and I can do it like it took me sometimes three or four hours before I start doing my phone call. Mm-hmm. So because I like to talk with them first and make sure that I'm feeling everything right and everything before I make the phone call. And there's some that they are like, no ma'am, but. If that day I'm not supposed to talk to that horse, it will be like two or three days after. But there are some that morning that are like, no, you talk to me right now. <laughs> and uh, there are some that they don't let me connect with other horses. And I'm like, okay, let me just do my work. And I promise you, you will be my first on your <laughs> but they are not all patient with me and there are some that they speak very 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 fast and i'm like okay give me a second <laughs> i don't know and they there's some male very more often that they are very like mad at they're mad at me because i don't understand or i ask them to repeat and they get impatient and everything okay mm-hmm. so but with the start you know that I'm telling you, I'm feeling everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything? <laughs> everything. <laughs> so when I connect on the, like, I was at my friend's place the other day. It was a funny thing. And then she, because she tried a new bit on her stud, and then I connect with him, but I'm used to talk with him. So, and I'm like, okay, hey, and he's like, okay, you need to tell us. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't need that. And I was in person, and then everything went out, and she looked at me, she said, what is going on? I said, he's showing me what he was doing yesterday, and he's proud of him. So I'm like, okay, let me finish that, because he doesn't want to talk about nothing yet. So that was very funny, but then he said, it was more hot. I like it when it's more warm and everything. It was more warm than usually. And finally, when she went back to the bed, she asked him, and he said, yes, I put it warmer, and it was the best that we ever had. 
to keep it warmer. So that was funny. You know? Who would have ever but, thought yeah. that? That's crazy. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but he likes it a little bit warmer. And he, he wants to let me know that. He said, you need to tell her that I like that temperature. I'm like, okay. That's, that is so, just fascinating. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And there's some, you know, there's some stuff that they prefer, like, when their mare is on the right, on the left, but there's, yeah, so, and they like to talk about it. I can see different things, and sometimes I'm a little bit shy, but I promise to the horse to tell them to say everything. So, yeah, <laughs> but sometimes it's more... Uh, yeah, I get a little bit more shy to say things, but I promise them. So, and it's animal thing. So, you know, it's normal things. It's more like to explain that sometimes. <laughs> it's not easy all the time. <laughs> you know, I feel like a lot of geldings tend to be grouped as stereotypically being kind of the same. You know, mares tend to be, you know, kind of bitchy. Stallions tend to be, you know, everybody has a kind of little group and so is that the same for geldings or do you find that's not true no that's i'm not feeling that i'm not feeling that gilding are miss no they are not all time <laughs> they're all very individual you feel like when you talk to them oh yeah 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 they have all the same usually the horse i'm feeling more usually the horse they they love what they like to play okay but there's some the difference is like there's some that they want to do it their way i will do my job but let me do it my way there's some that they listen too much so it's like when you practice them at home and then you go in like if i'm talking about the viral race but it's the same in cutting so and in different like you know even so it's almost like when you practice them at home you you move a lot in your saddle, you show them a lot of cue, and they, you want them to listen to you. If that makes sense, you know, like, mm -hmm. you hold them much, and you pick up the shoulder, and you show them more like, work with me. Mm -hmm. But then when they're going to the barrel race, they are more riding them, and sit there, and, and there are some of that, I, I'm waiting for my cue. You show me all week to wait on, to wait on you, and then you let me there. What am I doing? You know, so they get a little bit more stressed because they don't feel the rider the same way. So, and I'm feeling with the animals, but I'm really not a trainer, trainer too, okay? I'm really not a trainer. But what I'm feeling more, it's more you keep that simple, better it is, if that makes sense. Like around the pattern, like in the barrel race, more you keep that simple for them, better it is for them when they're going more fast. Because these fields, you can just move your hip or your pelvis a little bit and you're not sitting the same way and they're trying to understand in the same time. So sometimes it's that confused them. Do you feel that when you get calls from barrel racers that we tend to all have kind of the same issues or is there a lot of different people that you talk to? I will be honest. <laughs> a lot of barrel racers have the same, a little bit issue. Uh, it, there's a lot that I'm feeling because the horse, like I'm saying, all week they listen to the, the rider or to the, you know, how they ride, they, the rider asks them to wait ask them to follow them 
and then they go into the race. The riders get very stressed, very intense, more in their mouth and everything. So that makes the horse feel the, feeling the stress because always you ask them to listen to you. So they are listening. And for them, it's like, oh, my God, she's so stressed. She doesn't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Or she's going there and she just think about the second one. Oh, my God, she's afraid of that one. I'm afraid of that one. I won't do my job over there. So they really feel what you are feeling or what you are thinking. And I'm always saying you cannot lie to your heart. Even if your mind, you think like, oh, I, I'm doing that. Oh, or you talk with your friends. I'm relaxed and everything. But inside of you, you know, you can feel in your belly <laughs> that it's not the right thing. Okay. <laughs> so, and that's what your heart feels. That's what your heart is. That's where your heart connects to you. It's not in your brain. It's in your belly. I've ever yeah. had a horse that you couldn't talk to or couldn't connect with? I would say not that much. I would say maybe not one person. Yeah, maybe like three or four that have nothing to say. I connect with them, but they are there and they don't want to say nothing or whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. there's some, but I'm getting better, you know, more than I'm talking and I'm doing a lot right now. So more than I'm talking with horses, I get used to those horses that they are more hard than I'm Sometimes I will start in the morning and they have nothing to say and then I will wait next day or there's some that I'm not sure. And I, I'm I'm always like trying to make sure what I'm feeling. So and uh, so I will come another day and I'm trying more than one time. You know, it's not because one time the horse doesn't want to talk that the next day won't be the same. So I'm not saying that I gave up. You know, your horse doesn't want to talk to me. There's some that I'm, I'm saying to the, the the owner, like, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot to say, but he didn't have a lot to say. You know, mm-hmm. he was fine, or he was just he just told me that he said, tell her that I don't like that thing and that's it. So you know, and I'm not trying to please the owner necessarily or the rider. I'm really, I'm very honest with what the horse tells me. Can you talk with any other animals besides horses? Oh, yeah, all of them. Yeah. So what's it like to talk to other horses? Do, do they have the same voices? Do they talk the same speed? The, and the other animals? Yeah. Or, yeah, we'll say, like, like uh, for instance, dogs versus horses. Like, are they more talkative? Do they talk about the same feelings? It's like dogs, they talk... But they don't, they don't have a lot to say at the same time. It depends on what you're doing with them. You know, the dogs, it's more they like to be around, and it's very simple. Uh, and then and there's some that, when it's hard for me sometimes with some dogs, because they jump and they just want to play and play and play. <laughs> so they are more playful and the horse and the, so I need to play with the dogs when I cut I know it sounds weird a little bit but when I connect with the dog sometimes I need to play a lot with him before he will talk to me <laughs> yeah. but uh, it, yeah and there's some that they um, if I have my food and my water that's good they like when there's some that just say like I, 
example, I don't like the kid. You know, there's some dog that doesn't like the kid, or when she's there, she's too much energetic or whatever. But on, I'm saying, I'm always like, when I'm making a phone, when I'm calling, like, the owner too, I prefer, like, when they don't say nothing, I reason them what, what I receive from the animal. And after that, I'm like, okay, you can ask all the questions that you want. And when I'm connect like back on the phone, before like I made a phone call, I'll always connect with the horse or the dog first or, what, or the cat, you know, so I'm connected the animal. So it's really like if the animal can come my side and I'm on the phone with the other one and I'm like the owner will ask me the question and then I'm asking the horse or the dog and he answer me. And sometimes it's very fun because you know, the animals understand what you are thinking and you are going to ask. And sometimes they answer before they finish the question. <laughs> so it's like so clear like that. And with the dogs, that's what is more easier for me is to answer that way. Yeah. Have you, have you ever had a dog or even a horse that was like in a bad situation that you talked to? Yeah. What was that like? Unfold that for us. It's not easy. I'm not saying that it's not easy. And, uh, you know, it's almost, I, I refer uh, I refer a lot my job to like I was a teacher. You know, when you, when you are a teacher, sometimes you have students in your, in your class that, you know, that at home it's not going well, but you try to be their best, like during the day when they are with you and you try your best for them do you understand but you know when they you know that when they will go back home it won't be easy and that breaks your heart but you need to do your job you are there for them when you are there so it's almost the same but there's there's some horse that i'm doing and after that you know there's some that I'm done after that. I need to go. I, I, there's some time that I cannot talk with anyone and I need to deal with those emotions and everything and that drained me too much. And sometimes I will sleep all afternoon because I cannot do anymore. Um, it's not easy all the time. I would love to save everyone, and, but I can't. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's not always easy. Yeah, that would be really hard, especially mentally. I mean trying to that's a very good comparison talking about a teacher and a child because that would be that would be a very hard situation to kind of put yourself in but there's nothing you can do about it except yeah. try to try to do the best job you can I guess and move on and hope that yeah. it's really up to the owner the person you're talking to to make the change yeah it's like when you teach to kids it's like a parent they need to do their job too so you cannot I'm not saying that you cannot save everyone. You can be the voice for them. <laughs> like for the kids, when you are a teacher, you can be the voice for them. But at the end of the day, you know, everyone's going back home and I don't have control on it. I'm, I'm feeling that I make more, so much a difference, I think, for so many animals that I continue to do that. And I'm trying to deal with the sadness that I can feel or things like that. So I know in the past that you've talked about uh, talking with bucking bulls and running bulls. What was that like? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, those 
I really love that. And even I'm doing some uh, bucking horses too. Oh, yeah. It's so fun because there's some bucking horse that, you know, when they, they don't know if they have pain or whatever, so they need to bring them to the vet. So there's some uh, owner that they call me to see if they, what they can do because when the vet works on those horses, they don't have the choice. They cannot make a man exam. You know, they cannot look at them before they inject them or whatever. And even with the bulls. So that's when the owner called me to see if the, uh, how they, when they are doing their job, how they feel it. So like with the bucking bulls, that was very interesting because they, uh, there are some that they want to dominate me and I need to put my energy down and very like on the ground, okay? <laughs> but then they were like, and I'm there to explain them that I'm there to help them and like, okay, show me your job, show me what you like to do, okay? And then it's very fun because there's some bucking bulls that what they like, it's really to take off the guy on them. But there are some that now it's, the guys that it's in front of, of them that they want to hit them. They, when I was explaining that to the owner of that bully, he was like, yeah, that's really him. <laughs> so, and then when he was showing me that, it's really like if I'm in his body, so I can feel where he has been. I was like, okay, looking like, I don't know if the stifled, but I was like that right leg, he cannot walk on it. There's more pain over there, and I was trying to explain them. So, and after that, they took him to the vet, and they really, like, inject that, them, and then that bull started to work again. That's yeah, amazing. Like what he was, and that, yeah, that's, and I really love it. <laughs> because that's a big challenge for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, and with the fighting bull, uh, that, that was, that that impressed me and one the first one that I did he almost scared me because he really looked at me and he was like a scam you know <laughs> if you're going at the airport and you feel like all the light and he was looking at me and scammed me and just to feel because those animals really like feels inside of you and that's where they connect and they know where you're going or what you are doing or whatever so he scanned me, and that the first time that I'm feeling that animal scanned me like that. So that was like, oh my God, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to do anything. I was feeling like... He's literally checking you out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, I explained him a little bit why I was there, and I'm not there to fight you or whatever, but I'm there to help you. He said, okay, tell him that, 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 And then he started talking, and then they were like, oh, yeah, that's all true. So, yeah, that was very funny. Yeah. Oh, man. So, are these fighting bulls, are these ones that are here in the United States, or are they in other countries? They were here in Texas when I went. Were they? Yeah. I, I went to talk to them. Yes. But I don't know where they come from. You know, I don't know. Yes. Sorry, I really don't know, but they were here in Texas, yeah, when I do them, uh, they were like, I did, I think, 10 that day, I was supposed to go do just one and finally I did 10, <laughs> so it was very funny, yeah. And so when when you go in person to talk to 
say a certain animal, say if, you know, you go, someone calls you and says, hey, I got a horse that's sick, we don't know what's wrong, and you go to talk to them, do the other horses in the barn, do they bombard you and you just get overwhelmed with them as well? I mean, how, how, how hard is it for you to really single in on, on one animal? Uh, there are some, yeah, they, sometimes they like yell at me and you can see. like <laughs> They yell at you? <laughs> even, yeah, they yell at me and even the, the owner was like, oh my God, that part, I never hear him like saying nothing and they like start decreasing the <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay, I need to let you something, okay? Because when it's more of sometimes when I explain to the horse what I'm doing, they hear me. And they like, oh, come here, come here, <laughs> something to say, yeah. Or even on the phone, I have some horses that I'm talking with, and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, I have another one that's coming. And I cannot t- start with that one first. I need to, do you have another horse? And uh, and they are like, oh, yeah, they are too. And th- sometimes it happened like that too, so. Now I kind of have a personal question for myself, so say for example someone has a horse and uh you know sells another horse that you know sells his buddy horse do horses talk to you and feel depressed or feel sad do they yes. ever talk to you about that there are some that they say i miss my friend i don't know where is my friend can you ask her where is my friend yeah so i'm like okay does he has a friend before because he doesn't know i'm free yeah there are some that they are very attached together and and a lot of people ask me does does he know that that mayor or whatever it's her sister or brother and they i'm not feeling that the connection like that it's more like body wise like i it's my body it's my friend and it's not necessarily because they are brother or sister do you understand mm-hmm. so and i'm not feeling that all the time there's some but not a lot that they know that they are like from the same mom and dad. It's not very important for them. It's more when they are very friends. So yeah, there are some that they are very depressed and they talk about it. Or I'm feeling, you know, and I'm always saying, don't be shy to talk to your animals because it's not because you don't understand what they they answer you, but they understand you. So before a friend left or whatever, you know, just explain that to the horse. See each other, it's your last night, <laughs> tomorrow is going to a new home or whatever, but not just to the horse that is leaving, but to the horse that stays. So when you explain that to the horse, I'm feeling they understand that. But that's my point of view too, okay? And that makes a difference. Because when they miss a friend, very often they are like, I don't understand. My friend is gone and he's never coming back. When, ask her, when he will come back? <laughs> so they are like waiting on their friends. Do the horses understand us whenever we talk to them? Yes. Yes, ma'am. And it's very funny because all the <laughs> very often, I will say like 90% of the time, okay, can you tell him that I love him? I'm like, he knows. He, mm-hmm. he is listening to you. You just don't listen to him. And if people like, like what I'm doing too with my, I have my program, I was talking to you. So, and I'm trying to show people how to listen to their horse. I'm not saying communicate like what I'm doing because it's 
hard to do. It's not hard, but I'm not feeling for me, I'm not feeling that I can show that, but I can help people to to listen. And and it's when, you know, when you feel something, when you feel something and you start like thinking with your head, oh no, that's not, that's not right. It, I cannot feel that. I cannot, it cannot be that. And that's when you put doubt in it. So that's when you're not listening. But when you ask questions, all the, I'm telling you, like almost all the time, they will answer you. Sometimes it takes a little bit more time, but you will feel something. And it's more like, don't put a doubt in it. Hmm. But take time to, and I'm always, I'm a lot about questions. <laughs> so ask questions. Ask questions to your animals. And even before going someplace, you know, how can I be the best rider for you? How can you be the best horse for me? And stay there and breathe and feel it. And that makes a huge difference. I try different tricks like that, different things that I ask some rider. I'm like, okay, do you want to test something with me? So, and I, I, I show them how to ask questions to themselves to connect better on their self, not to be in their head and to connect on their horse better. I, I, to ask questions to their horse and after that to feel it. And I was like, okay, stay that there and now go do your run. And they were feeling the connection. That changed something. It's more because sometimes I'm feeling like human, we don't take time. We are always like very often, and there are some horses that they say, she's with me, she's riding me, but she's thinking about a gold grocery or she's doing something else. <laughs> she's not with me. Yeah, in, the, in their head. Do you understand? Like, mm -hmm. okay, I need to go. I'm riding my horse. I will do that. Okay, after that, I need to go do my laundry. I mean, and they still on the horse. And then the horse start to make different things like hey why are you and the rider's like well hey no you're not at the wrong place and some horses do it by purpose just to hey stay with me because you are doing something else in your with your horse you're not at the moment present you're not with your horse yeah so you really have to ride with intent and be be present in the moment yes ma'am oh yeah that makes a huge difference that makes a huge difference yeah, yep, I always say like that. when you arrive at the barn, when you are or you open the the door of your, the stall, all your things, all the things outside of the of the stall, and don't bring that with your horse. Stay with your horse, even if it's just five minutes, but it will be a real five minutes. The horse does the connection that it feels more. Yeah. Well, I don't think we could end on any better note than that. I think we all need to spend more time with our horses, spend better quality time, and mm -hmm. like you said, be present in the moment yes. with our horses and, and listen to them more. Yes. Yep. Yes, because they talk a lot. <laughs> well, let's wrap things up. I want you to tell us where we can find you on social media and how to make an appointment for you to chat with our animals. On Facebook, Instagram, or I have my website too. It's horseconfidence.com with a K for catling. So horseconfidence with a K dot com, and you can book online there. But I'm I'm telling all the time my schedule is pretty full. Like my and but I have some emergency spot and things like that. But my schedule is very full. So but I'm always happy to answer everyone and 
yeah, try to help more horses that I can. I know the first time I booked an appointment with you, I think I had to wait like four and a half, almost five months. And I just kept adding more and more and more questions to my list. I think we talked on the phone a little over an hour because, well, I was having horse problems and I couldn't, couldn't get it figured out. And it was, it was the best phone call. It literally changed my life. So I was so glad that God brought us together and that that we met at that moment. That was, it's, it's like I said, it's changed my life. So I wanted to bring you on the show today and introduce you to my audience so they could get the same experience as me. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I'm always saying, you know, I'm feeling that God to really like give me that chance to understand the animals, but really to help them, you know, really to make their life better because I'm feeling they all deserve it. So I'm very happy when I can help. Yes. And thank you. Thank you to have me on your show. So I hope my English was not too bad. I yeah. didn't make too many, too many mistakes. <laughs> no, I, I think you're, I think you're, Accent is amazing. It, g- it gives you a little extra pizzazz in your in, in everything you do. I think it's great. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show today, Kathleen. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You can find Kathleen's website online at horseconfidence.com. That's confidence with a K, not a C. You can learn all about her great VIP program or book an appointment with her to have her talk to your animals. Be sure to also follow her on Facebook, also Horse Confidence. She posts tons of videos with Brandon Collins, Pete Owen, Trisha Aldridge from Red Hot Barrel Horses, Tasha Welsh, Billy Jack Sabins, Ryan Padone. I mean, the list goes on and on. Not only barrel racers, but ropers as well. The Barrel Horse Life podcast is also on Facebook and Instagram at Barrel Horse Life. Be sure to follow us for the latest in new episodes, and I post some really funny memes. And let me tell you, there's some really good memes flowing around right now. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. This helps others just like you and I find the podcast. Support for the podcast comes from Draw It Out. You can purchase their complete line of products from LonePrairiePHS.com and from WOCO. To find out if you're a good fit for Jamie's program, check out her website at whoaa-co.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you down the road.